We're very close to talking to Simon Cowell, which just materialized. But in, a, in the TV show that we were involved in, they wanted our technology. Because when you voted for the band, you got the song, whether the band won the show or not. Mm. Oh, that's okay. cool. So the band, the band got into the charts because there were so many votes. But if they didn't win the entire thing, didn't get through to the final, they sold a shitload of singles, which got them into the charts because the vote got you the song and the vote. Welcome to the Innovative Founder, the show where entrepreneurs get real. real. These are the raw, the gut-wrenching, often hilarious, sometimes shocking, and definitely entertaining stories of innovative business founders who are making their beautiful dent in the world. No BS, no posturing, and no narcissists allowed. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the unscripted adventures on today's episode. Now, here's your hairless hosts, Bob Regneris and Brandon Boyd. Hello, founders. Welcome to the show today. Hello, hello. How's everyone? Bob, how are you? I know you're heading off to practice here soon. I am good. Um, as we are recording this, we are sliding into the holidays. Huh? Um, just you know behind the scenes we don't we don't we don't want to get in trouble there's always time to uh we need to edit episodes and right. it feels good to be ahead so you're you're listening to this likely in february yes um but uh in real time brandon and i haven't experienced the holidays um what you're not getting to see is brandon um suffering from some sort of flu or oh, something gosh. that he picked up in chicago going around yeah, which kind of... I'm praying didn't give to me when I gave him a hug here a couple of days ago. So, like I didn't um, kiss you like I usually do. No, no it's, good. It's already, it's already kind of fading out, and it's just it's yeah, yes. You know, you got you you had your little cozy around your neck, and I know my heat thing. My, just yeah, you just my mud water. I'm drinking that. Yeah, you tried you that yet? Just... Mud water mushroom. No, tell me about that. Go you know, ahead. I've seen, you know, they're they're just super aggressive with their marketing and like, okay, I got to try this thing because, you know, caffeine's not supposed to be the greatest for you, blah, 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 even though I love it. Um, it's pretty good. It's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, I put some honey in it and I put uh, some like ghee in it to make it, you know, a little more hefty, but it's good. It's good. So, so but it, it's ground up mushrooms? Yeah, ground up mushrooms, all different types, supposed to be, you know, better for your mind brain. So you tell me in a few weeks during this, if you notice any improvement in my brain, you know, I'll let you, you know, be that judge. Okay. I know you've well, been waiting on that for years. It's a pretty low bar to, to overcome. It, right. So. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm, uh, I, I'm, I'm waiting for a shipment of something called purity coffee. Okay. Um, my, uh, my, my functional medical uh, doctor suggested that maybe Starbucks isn't the best coffee yeah. to drink uh, for somebody who's dealing with some inflammation and to try purity coffee. So we'll, we'll huh? see how it is. Okay. And if it's good, maybe we get them on the show as a sponsor. I'd love to try that. Yeah. I still you know? love coffee to um, pieces. And, and believe it or not, it's more expensive than Starbucks. No way. No way. <laughs> Shocking. 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 Um, you know, purity doesn't have Starbucks inside of Starbucks bathrooms. Like that was, right. that was always the joke, right? The, the only place to open a Starbucks is in their own bathroom because they've, they've taken up all the other <laughs> dominated estate. every corner. So uh, today's kind of fascinating. The, uh, the guest we have is, is a presentation expert. So uh, for those of you who are listening, um, th there's going to be some things where Brandon and I are reacting. It's because Johnny, our guest, Johnny Byrne is, um, 
it has a lot of screen effects and yeah. he is he is on a one man mission to to basically end boring PowerPoint and Zoom presentations. Yeah. Like, and if we had our sound machine, there'd be like a round of applause, yes. like because Brandon knows at the end of the day, if Bob, if, if Brandon talks to Bob at the end of the day, he has Zoom fatigue. Yes. Oh, yeah. That is not a happy Bob at that no. point. Like, no, no, I'm, no. I'm, That's I'm de- I am depleted. Right. And and I really, really hate boring presentations. Yeah. And Johnny's on a mission to end that. And um, we really want you to catch some of the video clips from the show because he's got some really cool things, some cool visual effects. And he's going to share those resources with you. So we we want to make sure you you avail yourself of it. And you know, as always, um, we quickly get into uh, metaphysical, deep, <laughs> yes, um, of course, spiritual slash behavioral, whatever you want to call yeah. it, um, yeah. which is just what we do. And we hope you all enjoy that. Um, it's it's something that I think we all kind of deal with, and uh, you'll you'll hear that pretty early in the in the interview. So. Um, and I think the other thing you'll love, everyone loves an Irish accent, don't they, Brandon? Right? right? Like there's, there's just, just something about it. Oh, it's just warm. Like I would want Johnny to read me a story before I go right. to bed. I probably would sleep better. Read you know? me a story as I go to sleep. Yeah. And then there's it's- nothing better to me than like just an Irish, like an Irish hymn or an Irish song yeah. that just with the the trill and the and it just yeah. oh I don't know. Yeah. Um, we went and saw. Boy, years ago, Brandon, we went and saw it was uh, I forget the name of the group, but oh, um, Barrage. And mm-hmm. it was an Irish it was an Irish performance. And it was there was violins, fiddles. And it was, you know, the dancing. And it was just like, oh, my goodness, it was just very powerful. So I digress. But, but we do talk about music in this episode. We do. We do. So, but, so if um, you have a strong Irish accent, please apply to be on the show because, you know, we just yes. listening to you. We don't care what you talk about, but just, yeah, it's very soothing for us savages here in the United States. Yeah. So with without any further delay, we want to introduce Mr. Johnny Byrne. Welcome. Welcome, Johnny Byrne. How are you? I'm fantastic, guys, and all the better for seeing you guys. Where are you calling in from? I I detect an accent of some kind. Where would that be? Yes, from? indeed. I am I am in the west of Ireland, Bigara and all that Love good it. stuff. <laughs> Fantastic. I was going to say Jersey Shore, but that wasn't going to work. That wasn't right. <laughs> and is it is it I mean I mean we think of Ireland as green, Johnny, but here in Chicago it has just been gray for like 10 days straight. Like is Ireland still green or is it also gray? It's white at the moment. We've had uh, sub-zero Celsius temperatures, uh, minus seven, eight, ten, some in some places ten. So wow. um, yeah, I, I'm. I remember being in, in Chicago for St. Patrick's Day, and it was it was pretty cold. I'll tell you, there was like a foot of snow. So it was lovely, though. It was lovely. Yeah, we you know Chicago is known for being a, a really nice Irish city. Boston, Chicago, it's St. Mm. Patrick's Day in Chicago is pretty wild. So it's nice to have a a real representative who uh, visited over St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, I actually ended up in the parade, so it was great. The, the main oh. parade. Oh, nice! Did, did you get to see the Green River? I absolutely did. I nearly tripped looking down at it. But, yeah, it's great. We were Chicago. handing out flyers and uh, for a, an event I was involved in later on that day. So it was good fun. Nice. I would encourage the listeners, if you don't know what we're talking about, uh, just Google the Chicago River St. Patrick's Day. You'll get to see a river that we're not, it's not really green. 
um, year round, but it's kind of green. But on St. Patrick's Day, they they put this orange chemical in the water and it turns a bright, bright green. It's absolutely gorgeous and it's a lot of fun. So uh, make sure you, you Google that because I think it'll be a really interesting experience for your listeners. Yeah, there's a there's a time and motion video of the barge going up and down and the river yeah. just has to get greener and greener. And it's yeah, yeah, cool. it it's quite quite the festivity. So Johnny, good to good to to chat with you. Uh, Johnny and I uh, had a call a little bit earlier than this podcast. So um, what he does is really cool, and we want to be sure that I know a lot of you are listening on your favorite device. Um, Johnny is a, a phenomenal presenter. Um, he has all kinds of great tools to liven up Zoom presentations, and we're going to dig into that today. Yeah. Uh, but Johnny, before we get going, just love to hear what are you excited about right, uh, excited about right now? Personal life, business life. What what's making you really excited right now? Yeah, I guess the from a business perspective, getting a lot of interest in the presentation skills that you mentioned, and some cheap and cheerful tools and technologies that people can use to avoid death by PowerPoint when they're presenting live <laughs> and and boring the pants off people. And people are kind of zoomed out as well. So because of COVID and the pandemic and so on and so forth. So, and they say that 60% of webinar attendees leave before the end. So we got to up our game. We got to entertain a little. We got to, you know, do pattern interrupt, which we'll talk about later. And, and just keep them excited and engaged so they stay to the end, no matter what we're doing. If we're talking at a virtual summit, if we're presenting a workshop, if we're creating a course, if we're doing a webinar. So I'm really excited about that and where the technology will will take us. Um, my book is coming out in um, February uh, called Say It Once, Sell It Often, which is all about creating online courses. So I'm pretty excited about that as well. Uh, personally, doing a lot of energy work and uh, dealing with self-limiting beliefs and my relationship with money and programming as a kid from teachers. And so doing a lot of spiritual stuff. I do my my yoga every day at 6 a.m. or thereabouts. And um, so, yeah, lots going on. Really, really exciting times. So yoga, what kind of yoga do you do? I do inner engineering. It was developed by a guy called Sadhguru. I'm not sure if you've oh, heard of him, but... Okay. Uh, the book is called Inner Engineering. It's a New York Times bestseller. Um, so I did his program over a weekend. And then um, you do it twice a day for 40 days. And if you miss a day, you got to start again. And then you do it once a day for six months. And people are like, and what happens after six months? Well, what happens is if you've been doing it twice a day for 40 days and once a day for six months, it's like putting on your shoes in the morning. It's just part of who you are. So uh, it's powerful stuff. It's really good for um physical mobility but also for just relaxing and 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 uh building core strength and having more certainty in the system and which is all part of um uh, helping you present more as well you know sure sure what what led you to that so i've always been interested in um I guess energy and spirituality and things outside the regular day-to-day -day human being sort of <laughs> thing. And um, so a close friend of mine who referred me to another program, which I did a couple of years before that, unrelated, but profound transformations within it. So it was pretty much anything he said after that I was going to do. So 
Mm. He said uh, you should follow Sadhguru on YouTube, and then uh, you can actually do the program in Dublin, which he had done. And so I just jumped on the opportunity to do it. And uh, yeah, I haven't looked back since. And when I do look back, I can nearly rotate my head the whole way around. <laughs> wow. <laughs> now that that's a good way to capture somebody's attention. That's good. Some presentation. I'd like to see that on a Zoom call. I know, but the flexibility that the flexibility has definitely improved. And as I say, it's 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 for my future self when because um, mm -hmm. it's kind of it's all it's not that it's too late to start any time, but you know if you're if you're not able to stretch trying to do it when you're seventy or yeah. eighty, it's it's a bit more difficult. So if you can do it now every day, if you look at if you look at Springsteen on stage, hmm. um, he puts that down to yoga. Um, yeah. If you look at Ryan Giggs, who played for Man United in the UK, he played well into his 30s yoga. So lots of people put um, how they are down to yoga. Love that. Well, and then two years ago, I bought a yoga mat and yoga blocks, and they still are in my closet. So I had really good intentions. Are they holding up your windsurfing board and pretty much bike? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, they're in my closet, they're in my pantry closet, waiting, taunting me, like, "Oh, hey, yoga guy, when are you going to start me? When are you going to start this stuff?" Well, maybe, yeah. maybe this yeah. is your uh, this might opportunity. Be the, the call. Yes. Yeah, yeah, the teacher shows up when the student is ready. So well, yeah, today well, could be I'm the day. Delay. <laughs> Johnny, yeah, it's, yeah. it's uh it's really interesting the topic the what, what you brought up in terms of um money beliefs and things like that it comes up so often on this podcast i guess yeah. we're attracting those folks sure. um would you mind sharing kind of your journey with that we've we've done that with other guests brandon and i have talked about that a little bit just love to he kind of hear because this is this is a common thing with entrepreneurs that that we are dealing with just love to hear kind of your story your journey around it and what you maybe discovered about yourself yeah i guess a few things one would be you know my dad was a coal miner he died at the age of 55 back in mm -hmm. 2000 so what he did with his time in exchange for money was was pretty harsh i mean good money but difficult difficult work right right um you know the conditions were tough he'd, he'd pretty much walk in until he had to hunch down then he'd go down his hands and knees and eventually he'd end up lying on his side in cold water just shoveling for like hours on end um so i didn't realize it at the time but that gave me i guess subconsciously because i talk about freedom and how you can have freedom if you have a passive income and you can if you create an online course you can stop exchanging time for money um so that had a profound effect more so now when i look back rather than at the time um of what he did with his time in exchange for money and i often think that my kids in the future might look at us and go you mean you got in your car and you drove somewhere to give a course <laughs> like how crazy would so and and that, that that might be hard for us to kind of think that they might think like that in the future, but they very much may. So I guess there was that, and then there was a certain amount of scarcity. I'm not going to say like we walked around in our, our bare feet or anything like that. So there was definitely um, a kind of a, a scarcity. Um, so therefore, you had to kind of, you know, if, if, if you come from a scarcity mindset, then you don't attract um abundance and um, whether you realize it or not um and then of course 
you know, it's kind of an Irish thing, but it, I'm sure it happens around the world too, of like neighbors going, you know, if you've got the flash car, the neighbors are like, who does he think he is? So you kind of mm. get rid of the flash car, you know, so kind of begrudgery and kind of, you know, we want to keep up with the Joneses, but the Joneses are kind of, anyway. So the, it's kind the, the Joneses of, you know, don't so want anybody else breaking off from the pack. Right. Yeah, exactly. You know, so it's, it's, it's jealousy and, and stuff like that. So all of that kind of thing. And of course, then money is the root of all evil and all this kind of stuff. So yeah. whether we know it or not, we're kind of, we've got this programming going on. So if we do get it, we tend to get rid of it. Um, or we don't even attract it in the first place. Yeah. Um, and it's just self-limiting beliefs, self-sabotage, all that kind of stuff can be going on. Yeah. It's, mm -hmm. and a, a lot of people don't, know what's going on and then they don't know why they're not successful and if you talk to them about self-limiting beliefs and self-sabotage and it's actually programming from when you were a kid they're like no that's woo woo there's no way that could be mm -hmm. true um so i'll just keep going the way i'm going and wondering why people around them are successful so i think there's a if you look at you know common shows and media look at how wealthy people are portrayed they're portrayed as assholes you know, these characters are ruthless, mean, you know, jerks. <laughs> and so that programming kicks in. Well, it's like, well, I don't want to be a useless, you know, mean asshole jerk yeah. guy. But so we get all these, I hear you, all these, all these, uh, these conflicting beliefs that, that battle inside of our heads. What, um, and the other, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, I was just going to say like that when we think that money buys us happiness and then we realize it doesn't, we want more. What we really need is fulfillment. So if you look again, I mentioned Springsteen, or if you look at Bono, or if you look at um, rich, successful people who have a fulfilling life, they're still alive. Whereas yeah. if you look at, you know, people like what year was it that we lost Prince and a ton of others mm. who from drug addictions and stuff like that, because they were depressed from success because they weren't fulfilled by it. They were looking for the next thing. Whereas Bono is doing his, like, like him or not, he's doing his humanitarian work. And Bruce is quite fulfilled by his own spirituality and, and always remained humble and surrounded himself by lots of great friends. And if you watch the making of the last album, like, you know, it's, it's homage to all his friends. So he never lost his roots. Um, so I think, yeah, there's a whole other thing going on there when people have financial success like like i love the saying that if you're mean money is going to make you meaner mm -hmm. <laughs> and if you're if you're nice money is going to make you nicer because you're just going to give it away so whatever you are right now money's just an enabler and an amplifier of who yeah. you are so be careful <laughs> yeah what's been most useful um resource that you've come across that's helped you with deal with some of these things and, and come to some of these conclusions yeah i guess it's it's really been a, a combination of really like you mentioned you're, you're attracting an audience who have similar challenges or this conversation has come up and i guess I suppose if we if we realize it consciously or subconsciously that we have these challenges, we are going to attract either books or podcasts or people mm -hmm. or courses into our life. So I, I guess over time there's been a mishmash of people, mm -hmm. books, podcasts, um, 
but I'm I'm very I'd like to think I'm tuned into like I was mentioning earlier the fact that there is something greater than ourselves like our our spirit our soul our higher higher selves if we can tune into that um so yeah I, I mean the the yoga's been fantastic I did landmark uh, education a couple of years before that uh, I did landmark form I did the advanced um and there's some really interesting like you know we make a decision as a kid based on something somebody said and then we live out that story but the story mm. isn't true and uh, it happens three times in our lives um from like three to six kind of 10 to 12 and then early teens and we live out that that's our story but it's not mm. and our parents are not our story and our upbringing is not our story i mean like I can bring an elephant into the room here. It's a far cry from, from what my dad did as a coal miner. And he's only, he was just my, like, when I say just my dad, it's just one generation ago. Yeah. Okay. So we're not, we, we don't have to be where we came from. We don't have to be, um, maybe we want to be what our parents are, if they are what we want them to be. But if they're not, we don't have to be them either. But people are living out, oh, it's the way it is. It's to do with where I come from. Like I'm, I'm in a coal, live, brought up in a coal mining village, a couple of hundred people, and some of my clients are New York Times top ten bestsellers. I don't say that to brag. I say it's possible. But if I did, if I focused on all, oh, I could never do it based on who I am, where I'm from, my upbringing, my parents, etc. I wouldn't be talking to you guys today. So mm-hmm. yeah. So in your journey, do you have a story for us? that kind of validated so you know i know doing this work been doing some of this work myself and bob has as well and you know you always want to know is this real and is this working and am i attracting versus scarcity versus abundance do you have a story for us where that kind of manifested for you maybe in work or personal life where you saw these principles put into you know they were actually happening for you yeah i manifested um having a an online music business being on the being in the music industry, being on national radio, uh, hosting a festival, um, just being involved, meeting new up and coming singer songwriters and bands. And that all happened because I just had an innate desire, I would say more so than a belief, but I guess they're closely related in terms of manifestation. And it all happened. We became the, the biggest independent seller of music in Ireland and the UK. You could buy a song with a text message back in 2006, pre Spotify, and then Spotify came along and ate our lunch. But we helped, I think, 12 or 14 bands get into the top 40 that never would have done it with physical sales. Mm. Um, Yeah, I had a public speaking website because I just love going to conferences and I've learned a lot from great public speakers. So I set up a public speaking business because outside the household names, it was very hard to find uh, a public speaker who may not be a household name, but could have a really profound message. Mm. So I set up a website called Speakific, which was where you could find a specific speaker for a specific event. It was like a dating website. It was like um, match.com for speakers and event organizers, right? You look at the profile and you swipe right, I'm booking that speaker. (laughs) Um, so that was bought by a Belgian company. So that was good fun as well. So I've been, I've been trying internet startups for a couple of years now. Hey, founders, really, really enjoying our convo with Johnny Byrne. 
Uh, Johnny Byrne is spelled B-E-I-R-N-E. And johnnyburn.com is where you're going to find information about how to snazz up your presentations. Um, don't be boring on Zoom. Don't be boring on webinars. Use Johnny's tools, resources, uh, take his course. He's going to help you be a much more interesting figure when you're presenting to your audiences. johnnyburn.com. Back to the show. You're listening to The Innovative Founder. Now, back to your hosts, Bob Rickneris and Brandon Boyd. So was music the the kind of bridge that, I mean, kind of going back then to your, your, your days in school, high school, um, looking forward to what you were going to do when you grew up type of thing. I mean, was music kind of your outlet or I mean, were you, ex- did your dad expect you to go into coal mining? T- tell us about how, how that all transpired. Yeah, I, I guess dad was, was what we would call a background dad. Um, so I think my desire to go from to college, cause I was the only one of five who did, hmm. um, now my brothers and sisters did different uh got different qualifications in different ways but in terms of formal third level going to college but that was based on my peers they were going so i was going okay. and two or three people who from because their older brothers and sisters had gone to college so my closest and dearest friend all his brothers and sisters went to college um so i went because they were going but even in, in um, before college, music was just part of our lives. It was just, you know, we always had music on. So whatever that came from, and I still love music very much today. So it was really um, to be on the, the guest lists of certain gigs. It was like not not from a, an ego's perspective, but just to be going to gigs and people knowing who you are and thanking you for setting up this website that allowed them to sell their music by text message because kids didn't have credit cards. It was just, it was just amazing. So, and we had no, we had no business plan. Like we thought we'd make a couple of cents per, per single um, and sell a trillion singles. And then we'd be on the way to be millionaires. Right. Yeah. But, like um, millionaires. Right. Yeah. So we kind of, we did the field of dreams. We built it and then they came. <laughs> so what happened was we ended up um, being involved in a TV show. Like, you know, you know, when you vote for a band with a text message? Yeah. Right. I mean, I mean, American Idol shows like that. Yeah. You, you text, so, you call. So, okay. Exactly. So we, we were very close to talking to Simon Cowell, which just materialized. But in, in the TV show that we were involved in, they wanted our technology. Because when you voted for the band, you got the song, whether the band won the show or not. Mm. Oh, that's okay. cool. So the band, the band got into the charts because there were so many votes. But if they didn't win the entire thing, didn't get through to the final, they sold a shitload of singles, which got them into the charts because the vote got you the song and the vote for the same price. Um, and I think, I think the final of, of American Idol or Pop Idol, they would have sold a half a million singles for one act. Easily. So if they had used our technology, the audience would have been voting because it still cost a dollar to vote, <laughs> but you right. got nothing. You got nothing. Only I'm going to back Adam. What's his name? Adam Lambert, sure. uh, who went on and, and, and headlined with Queen or became yeah. the front person of Queen. Um, 
but he didn't get diddly out of it because <laughs> the vote was going to the sales were going to apple and the single was going to sony with simon cowell so yeah it was good fun it was good fun oh, wow interesting like, i didn't even know that about you that's fan fantastic now like were you were you a yourself a musician or just a lover of music just obsessed with music yeah i i i i think um yeah my my guitar and brandon's yoga mat have a lot in common they're in the, <laughs> they're in the corner um and then someday maybe um yeah but um well so, brandon, yeah, just, hangs, just... brandon hangs his guitar on the wall that i always tease that's, him about that's my son's yeah that's my son's <laughs> guitar it and makes him look cool on zoom calls well, i know exactly. yeah yeah he hasn't picked it up in a while. Either. Brandon has way more yeah. swagger than I do. That's that's. <laughs> he knows how, he knows how I've to got like... an air guitar. I've got an air guitar on my wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's fascinating. So, um, started started a couple businesses. Soul Soul of Technology. That's fantastic. So, um, you know, kind of what led you to what you're doing now, which is which is really cool. And again. You know, you need to look at some of the clips because one of the things that uh, one of the reasons that Johnny is talking to us is he's got this really cool way to liven up presentations. And, you know, he's got a green screen, he's got effects and all these things, which we're, we're jealous of. But how, how did you get into that? Yeah, so um, after trying to be a consultant um, after college, which didn't really I wasn't even sure what a consultant was. And then I put the label, oh, I'm a management consultant, even though I've <laughs> you know, not really managed much. Um, so social media was kicking off and I thought, this is pretty cool. So um, I got in early on social media and I think MySpace, then Bebo, then probably Twitter, then kind of Facebook around the same time. But nobody knew, particularly in business, um what it was all about so i started to learn about it and start to give courses on it um mm. and then i realized that you couldn't scale right you just um driving around the country did i crack this silly joke with this group or was that the group mm. yesterday um <laughs> and this just relentless repetition and then of course everybody became a social media guru pretty quickly um so the rates went down um I started, you know, not getting all the business I was getting and competition is fine. Um, so I went to a conference in London and all the speakers were creating digital products, online courses. And I said, this is the life for me. Mm -hmm. um, so I came back and I started learning about how to create market and sell and launch online courses. And I fell in love with all of that. So I stopped doing social media. I still use it but I don't teach it. Okay. I learned so much about course creation over the last over a decade now um, that I started to teach how to create online courses. So I started creating courses about creating courses. Uh -huh. um, so that was, that was the start of it. And then fast forward a little bit, I started to share how I was kind of using this technology to effortlessly transition into my slides when I'm training and disappear and then go on to the next slide and and so on and so forth and then reappear and say is this making sense and I was just using this to record professional courses faster but when COVID kicked in I started to share how you could use this to deliver courses live yeah. and it just took off it's like 
I want to stop death by PowerPoint. I don't want to have to fumble around with the mouse when I'm sharing my slides and go, can you see my screen and all this kind of stuff. So I started to share um, how I was using like the stream deck for those who are listening, check out the video clip, but the little stream deck, some software, and you can buzz around the place. You can turn up here, you can turn up there. And all it is is a green screen uh with the the lighting set up correctly and you can transform your background and then you have fun with um you know as i say i use this in context to say let's address the elephant in the room and i bring an elephant into the room or i just freak people out with pattern interrupt when i walk by the window waving at myself <laughs> so and really what i what i teach people now is essentially pattern interrupt which is mm -hmm. stop boring the pants off people with your presentations and your webinars people need to see something on the screen every couple of seconds almost so i just say after three or four or five seconds do something okay and the stream deck which is 150 bucks and some inexpensive software can actually transform how you turn up and um, like you can even if i just i think i have it open here um, if I come out of the presentation, for example, uh, you can have your um, your whiteboard on the screen as well. So again, it's about pattern interrupt is really stopping people from being bored. They've got attention deficit already. They've got a smart device within inches of their hand. Right. They're already online, so they could have a browser open. And they say in, in public speaking, you have to... Um, keep their attention but right. online you have to stop them being bored uh, yeah. and it's it, it's it's similar but there's a profound difference so even with the whiteboard if people say johnny you know i'm not getting it or, or whatever you can just pop over to a whiteboard and and start drawing out maybe where the lights are set up or whatever and you can pop in and say is this making sense and they go like i got it now so even if they, I mean, they should be getting it, but being able to go from PowerPoint to a whiteboard or a website or whatever without messing around with the mouse um, and sharing screens. That's what people love about this. It's really what, cool. Um, and, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to ask. So I'm curious. And this, tell us about the current state of the union regarding webinars and online. So, you know, we've been in this space for a while we've seen webinars kind of draw, you know, kind of fizzle out, people kind of know what's going on and happening. What's your take on, you know, are they still relevant? Is it more how you do them, whether you should do them? What's kind of your take on it? What's your observation? Yeah, the market has definitely matured to this is going to be a sales fest. Okay. okay. Mm -hmm. um, so there's definitely an element of that. However, if your webinar, which it always should and continue to do is solve a problem, then people will will register okay? okay the numbers are down because people are zoomed out not because webinars are bad it's just if i have to go and watch another thing online right. um after covid or if i have to go on to another zoom because they've been on zoom all day yes like right. webinars were refreshing when you weren't online all day point. now Good when you're point. online all day not another online meeting slash webinar However, um, when they do address a real problem, they are the best sales tool in town. 
I know the attendance is down a little and the sales are down a little, and that's why Evergreen is proving a little bit more popular, particularly if people, I mean, live is still better, but if people have a real pain, a real itch to scratch, for example, 60% of people don't stay to the end of a webinar, I can help you decrease that number, they'll watch it. Or um, how to stop looking fuzzy with a green screen. Like if you address a real specific pain yeah. for people and in 60 minutes or less, you can show them how to solve that problem. And of course you have an offer at the end in most cases, then buyers will buy. And those who give out about being sold to were never going to buy. They're like, how dare you give me this valuable free content for 60 minutes and then ask me <laughs> for some money? How dare you, you know, <laughs> but they were never, they were never going to buy. They're, they're not willing to admit they don't have the money. They're not willing to admit if they have the money, they don't have the discipline to buy the course and implement it. They don't have the um, discipline to admit the fact that they feel they should know this already and feel dumb, but, but they're not going to say that either. Uh -huh. So you'll always have people who go, you know, how dare you? And then you'll, you'll thankfully have a percentage, which ideally would be 10, 15, 20% of your attendees will buy because you're going to solve a real problem. And the problem you're typically going to solve is um, time. You're going to fast forward them mm. to where they want to be. Okay. And, you know, it might be money. It might be love and connection. It might be spirituality. It might be how to run a podcast. The information's available. Okay. What yeah. you're providing is a systematic approach based on experience that's going to fast track them to where they want to be in a two, three hour course. You know, like people back in the day, you say to me, how do you compete with YouTube? I'm like, YouTube is full of videos, not courses. Mm. Like, and if you don't know what to put in, if you don't know what you don't know, you don't know what to look for in YouTube. Like, if you don't know what a green screen is, let's say, you're not going to put into YouTube how to use a green screen because you don't know what it is in the first place. Okay. So I think it was Van Gogh that said computers are stupid. They only give us answers. And the quality of our life and the quality of of doing business sometimes is the quality of the question you ask. Okay. So webinars definitely get a, I mean, there's, it's, I think back in the day, you know, the, the man or woman on a yacht with the Lamborghini on the yacht beside the helicopter on the yacht, you too can have all of this, just watch my webinar and buy my program. Yeah. So that kind of stuff, there's still, a hangover from that, so to speak. Yeah, but for the most part, there's some really, really valuable webinars out there. Um, and at the end, you just make your offer and it's not a sale. It's an invitation to work together. Mm. And some what's, will and some won't. What's the trend uh, that you're seeing in course content? So, you know, what, what we've been used to kind of growing up in this industry was you buy a course, they send you a big box of stuff. The mailman, you know, wrenches his back dropping it off on your doorstep yeah. and then that went online and people still shoved all that stuff online from my perspective one of the things that i'm seeing is shorter form courses yeah. more focused are is that kind of what you're seeing too johnny yeah absolutely i kind of simply break it up into either competence or career and what i mean by that is that if you want to learn how to use a green screen so that you can just improve how you turn up. 
that's a competence course. You want to improve your own competence and ability to use a green screen. And that can be done in 30, 60, 90 minute course. The right mm. lighting, the right setup, how to make your own backgrounds, how to use the stream deck, how to use pattern interrupt. Whereas a career course, if you want to go from being that postman to an app developer, you're probably going to have to do a series of longer courses okay. because you're actually making a profound change in your career. And you're not going to learn that in 90 minutes. So there are what I call competence courses or just in time learning. I just want to learn something just in time to be able to have it set up for when I need it. And that's that's just improving your own competence. And they are related. And the career ones are longer. You might have to do a series of courses. Sure. You might have to do an introduction to app development, intermediate and advanced. And you might have to do a number of them from different people. Like a curriculum. And eventually... I mean, like a yeah. college curriculum, essentially, right? Exactly. But you're still going to get an education. And, you know, if if you complete the course and you're good at it, a career, but you're going to get it in weeks rather than four or five years and a big bill. Sure. Um, sure. But in general, short and to the point um, is the way to go. 60, 90 minutes. If, if you've got a big course, then break it up. Um, and I do advise people to... Try and have that $1,000 signature course. You know, even when you're starting out, just put a line in the sand and say, right, my signature course is going to be podcasts for beginners. So that's my signature course going to be a thousand bucks and it is going to be worth a hundred thousand. Mm -hmm. So, but as my first time to be a course creator, I'm going to take a step back and I'm going to go, right, what would be in a course like that? Okay, gear. So I'm going to do a course on um, great gear for podcasting. And it's a shorter course that when people buy the signature, they get it. But if they just want the gear part, they can buy it too. So I'll give you an example, pretty much my own example. I've got a course called Presentation Transformation. It will show you exactly how to do what I'm doing right now. However, for certain people, all they want right now is to improve how they show up. They want to make direct eye contact, maybe a teleprompter. What lights do I buy? What microphone do I sit? Do I stand? And that's simple studio setup, a 295, let's say. But when you buy presentation transformation, it's part of the curriculum. But I didn't have to make the big, overwhelming uh, signature course right out of the box. And okay. there are some people go, oh, I know how to do pattern interrupt. I just want the studio stuff. But suddenly when they buy the studio stuff, they start to realize, hey, this guy kind of knows what he's talking about. I think I'll <laughs> buy his next course. So you have simple studio setup. You have green screen secrets. You've got all these kind of, because we've got to, as when we're starting out as course creators, we've got to mature into being able to, to, and it's back to our relationship with money. Sometimes when we create our first course, we're like, I don't think I could get away with charging a thousand bucks, self-limiting beliefs, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So it's a lot easier to go, okay, what my advice to you is, if you've got a signature course called podcast for professionals or how to make a million bucks at a podcast, what would be the sections and make one of the sections a course in its own right. And when people buy the big one, they get it. But if people only want that one, they can buy it too. Okay. I like so that. I've got a, a few courses that make up the signature program, but I never had to make the signature program out of the box. Huh? Great strategy.
Hey, everybody. Hope you're enjoying the show today. I know I am, and I'm super excited to incorporate some of the things that Johnny is talking about into our show. Um, and boy, he's right that uh, people are zoomed out and didn't really realize that as, as much as uh, he brought it forth. So we are in a society that is used to video and presentations in different forms and formats. It's not going away. People aren't going back. And so one thing that we are started to incorporate with feed stories is clips and shorts and that is these you know from a show like this we're going to take 15 seconds 30 seconds somewhere in there we're going to create short bite-sized uh, curiosity invoking interest invoking clips to put on your social channels to attract people to the solution that you have to your story so if that's something that sounds interesting and might be useful for you you might want to jump on this trend. Give us a uh, holler at feedstories.com. Let's book a call and let's get, let's take this content that you're already creating and let's create more ways for people to consume it. Now back to our show. You're listening to The Innovative Founder. Now back to your hosts, Bob Rignaris and Brandon Boyd. I have a question for you. So you have a degree in quality management from Silgo mm -hmm. IT. Just curious, just a little bit of a right turn here, but what did that degree do for you that applies to your entrepreneurial journey? What were some things, yeah. you know, most of us, you know, we got a degree in this and we went that way, right? Um, tell me about you. Tell me about that. What what was the benefit? Uh, what what were some some things that helped benefited your entrepreneurial journey there? Yeah, it's it's a great question. And I can actually, even though I did exactly that, I got a degree that would typically have put me this way and I went the other way. However, I can I can tread the whole thing right back. So got a degree, got a job in Ericsson, which is a telco company, um, like your Sony, your Nokia, well, no more Nokia really, <laughs> um, but a big massive company in 103 countries. Um, but I got into the I got into that job into the process management department, which was really the quality department. They call it process management. Um, got in there and this was 1996, where there was okay. probably four websites on the internet, right? <laughs> so you read every page and you clicked on every link, right? So, um, but I was just fascinated by the internet. They were using the internet the same as we're using cameras right now. They, Ericsson just, you know, they were, a telco company and I was just really really fascinated and there was a guy in the department who was into coding as well and I asked him one day over the show I said what are you doing oh, I said I'm making a little website what yeah yeah look you can see it online it's www.myfirstwebsite.com or whatever it was and I'm like you're actually coding that up and like yeah he says it's really easy you put this tag at the beginning and backslash the tag at the end and say hello world and I was like, this is unbelievable. <laughs> so um, I know it's hard to grasp. I discovered now, fire. Is... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and a wheel at the same time. So um <laughs> it was it was um it was just amazing. So that's that was the start of launching Internet Start was even back in, in nineteen ninety-six. Um so yeah, from there I just got more into internet companies and less into quality management, started building websites starting selling that as a service. Hey, I can build you a website. It'll look like you know what, but hey, it's <laughs> the one you don't have. And there's only 10 websites in the world anyway. So right. <laughs> yeah, so got into got into it that way. Um, and then got into social media. 
as a natural progression and then started to teach social media. Cool. What have been some yeah. of your biggest challenges, Johnny, in, in terms of being an entrepreneur and, and running a business? What, what, what have you found challenging? And, you know, if you have a particular story about a situation that, uh, that might be instructful to people, we'd love to hear it. Yeah. I suppose thinking that you have to do everything, um, yeah. you know, and nobody can do it as good as you, you know, yeah. I, I founded this company, <laughs> um, and we all know stories of people who, who, um, got excused from their business. I know Steve jobs got back in, but, um, you know, different people were excused because there comes a time when it becomes bigger than yourself, but even I'm, I'm a far cry from that, but yeah, I mean, having to do everything yourself. Um, and getting away from it, like you are your own boss, so you sleep with the boss, you eat with the boss, <laughs> you know, um, you know, and it's the only thing you can't sleep your way to the top. Anyway, um, <laughs> so so you just need to compartmentalize life, work, family, the things that matter as much as you possibly can, um, and surround yourself as it's often said by ideally people that are smarter than you you really got to drop the ego a little bit just because you came up with the idea um doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to execute it the way it should be executed um in the in the right way um so yeah i mean you can subcontract these days you can get virtual assistants you can hire bookkeepers you know try do not try and and uh and do everything and uh, stick to your passion for sure. What what did that look like for you? What I mean, what you know specifically like it's it's really good advice. When did it become real for you? Did did you miss an order? Did did you kind of have a little bit of a breakdown? Like how did you real like how did you come to the conclusion like oh I can't do this all myself. I need to hire it out. Yeah. So and a couple of those things. So yeah, stress would be one um definitely and just long hours for you know not much reward uh relatively speaking whereas if you subbed it like we think that if there's not a bill for it we're better doing it like if we can do it it's free <laughs> that's the mistake yeah. if we can do it it's free okay and it is because there's no bill for it however if you're worth 50 bucks an hour and you can get somebody for five even if you think you don't have the five bucks to pay the person, you're losing the 50, you know, and then it's just, it's just a lot of that kind of trying to do everything. Stuff will fall between the cracks. It will put pressure on your health. It will put pressure on it as it did with mine on relationships. Yeah. And you kind of build up this story that I'm the only one that can do it. It won't be done right unless I do it. That's all bullshit. You know, you, you could lose the business on the back of that kind of self-righteous kind of egotistical kind of thinking, you know, and there's, you know, so much opportunity now to find people who will do, who will love to do the tasks that you don't love to do. Hmm. Yeah. You know, and um, with Upwork.com and other ways of getting uh, virtual assistance and people say to me, oh, you're exploiting people in low cost economies. Uh, excuse me, I'm paying them more than what they would be. Like, I remember hiring a, a lady um, abroad and she has a master's in business. And I asked her, I said, where you live 
with that master's, if you were able to get a job, which she couldn't, how much would you be paid? She said about 250 US a month. Mm. And I was paying her five bucks an hour. So who's being exploited? Like it's just, um, we give bonuses, we treat them well, we meet them on Zoom, we make sure that it aligns with their values. We make sure that they, you know, I we make it as enjoyable as possible. We WhatsApp pictures of, oh, look at the weather in Ireland. You know, we, we try and treat them um, as they should be, people not to be exploited just because they're two bucks an hour or three or four bucks an hour so Mm. that's just a quick story on that might help people out if they haven't considered hiring some virtual assistants yeah love that love it love it well what um where can people find you where can they what can they Tell us about, is it johnnyburn.com? And if they go there, what are they going to find? Tell us a little bit about you and, and yeah, what, how you can help. Exactly, yeah. So johnnyburn.com is the website and uh, you'll find me on, on LinkedIn as well. And we're going to include a link in the show notes to um, a resource which is going to help you get started on the road to what we mentioned, which is pattern interrupt. The ability just to to keep people engaged. And if they're engaged and they're entertained, and they're being educated, they're more likely to buy, they're more likely to stay on to the end. So I've got a couple of resources there. I've got an equipment list. Uh, You don't have to use what I use. um, But if you don't have anything, you might as well use what I use, because at least you can reach out to me. Um, (laughs) You know, and it's not expensive. People like, Johnny, you must have like a camera person there, you're buzzing around the place. And I say, no, (laughs) this camera, and this camera and this scene, it's all the one camera. And we, and this is a second camera to be able to show people behind the scenes, like a $50 drawing board, and you've got a digital whiteboard to share with people. So all of that is in the resources. There's a guide that people can read, but I've got an interactive version of the guide. So as you're reading it, you can ask me questions. Um, so that's, that's available cool. and a link will be in the show notes as well. Perfect. Very cool. Well, we want to give you one last question, Johnny, and this is, uh, we like to ask our guests this. We're, we're going to give you the floor for 60 seconds. It's a 60 second rant. So it could be something in the business world, something in the personal world, something that happened in the past week that you just want to get off your chest. Um, this is your opportunity because we know that when you get it off your chest, that person that irritated you is going to hear it. You're going to feel better and and the world will be a better place. So the the the, the platform is yours, Johnny. Yeah, um, well, I don't know if the person will hear it, but yeah, I got a phone call uh, about two weeks ago from a training company who had seen my work and go, we want you to do a piece of work for us. Uh, It's been paid for by Facebook and it needs to be done and dusted in the next two weeks, money in your bank account. Um, And I'm like, wow, great. Wasn't expecting that. And she's, yeah, it's a sizable piece of work. It's 20 grand, right? And I could do it in about four or five days if I put my mind to it. Um, so that was, this is great, you know, and uh, send your bank account details. Now, the only caveat is it's public funding through Facebook with a grant. And we, we got to get a couple of quotations. And I'm like, being the helpful person that I am, I'm like, I can get you a couple of names. I let them know that, you know, uh, I've got this gig and we, we do this kind of thing sometimes. Um, but as it happens, they gave it to somebody else on the list. Oh, yeah. Ouch. Ow. Ouch. Yeah. 
But I'm smiling. I'm smiling. <laughs> you are. And you yeah. 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 You can't see my hands though. I know I am smiling. I'm smiling. <laughs> I'm well, like <laughs> Yeah, it burns us because we've all been there. We, yeah. We've all been burned like that before. So, yeah. um, yeah. keep being a good person, Johnny. That yeah. doesn't like don't consider that a punishment. Um, that that happens, and yeah. it, it sucks yeah. that it happens. Yeah. But thanks for sharing that. Yeah, that's those those kinds of stories. You kind of like, I wish that didn't happen. But yeah, well, the you know. the lesson is as I was sharing with one of my colleagues, until you can put in your card into the atm and take out the money it ain't it ain't yours until it's <laughs> until you can Truth. see it in your in your bank so um so, true. so yeah that was um but hey you know so true it's all good well johnny thanks for uh taking time out of your day i know it's later in the day in ireland thank you so much uh for sharing your gifts with us, your stories and uh i'm sure people are going to be entertained by some of the clips uh, so yeah. if you're listening to this again, uh, check out, uh, check out the show and, and yeah, see, there he is walking past. There he so you got to see that. So yeah. Hey, thanks again. Fun, Bob. We, we got the news. We got the new studio. If you want to do that too. Yeah. Yeah. Brandon wants the toys. Oh yeah. yeah. That's on. what he yeah. needs. Yep. Need more toys. Yeah. <laughs> do you do sound effects too, Johnny? Do you have does your does your tool yeah do yeah sometimes we, we bring in music for the longer events um with uh like countdown timers during longer events and stuff like yeah. that and just um you know like for longer events what happens is people are like okay we're going on a break yeah, yeah right yeah <laughs> yeah and then you yeah. then you gotta kind of get them all excited after the break again so at least i know they can mute the music but you could have anything playing you could have a little infomercial you could yeah. have in another one. I have an animated version of me dancing. Um, Perfect. Over and back on the countdown timer, and also when they glance, they go, "Hey, we're back in two minutes." You know, it's like I really yes. try and emulate an offline event, which is what they do world. during breaks. They have a timer on the screen. They're playing music. They're keeping the energy high. Yeah, yeah or the know. MC is going, "Okay, guys, take your seats. Something is yeah. is going on," and I'm like. We can do that online so easy, even better. So yeah, we, we yeah. just need to get Brandon that little switchboard that you have so that he yeah. can have a, a snare drum. Yeah. You know, when he makes a joke, yeah. a symbol right. to hot, like, <laughs> yeah, oh, we yeah. just, that's, that's kind of so. We do fake laughter too, like canned laughter. Oh, all that's of them. All ah, of them. like when I say something smart, which is extremely rare, like an ooh or an ah, that'd be yeah. kind of nice. Yeah. You yeah. can have all those. Right. All those. Well, oh, a tumbleweed a tumbleweed if there's no crickets. reaction just get the tumbleweed right. crickets. The... yeah <laughs> yeah, crickets. yeah so yeah. It's, it's it's one of our goals in the new year to to amp up our production game so yes. we're we're going to avail ourselves of your resources to figure out how to do that so but again yeah. hey johnny thanks thanks again thank you johnny it's always a pleasure and we'll uh best wishes in the new year and uh we look forward to chatting soon thanks a million and, and happy holidays to you all Thank you for listening to The Innovative Founder with Bob Regnerus and Brandon Boyd, a show featuring the real stories of entrepreneurs making their beautiful dent in the world. If you like the show, let us know by leaving a rating. If you're an innovative business founder yourself with a story to tell, then you might just be our next guest. Reach out to us on InnovativeFounder.com and tell us your story. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next time on The Innovative Founder.